Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empower Connection Podcast. This is your host, Damodar Cordova, relationship coach, empowerment coach, yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Excited to be here. Always grateful for some of your time listening to the show. If you like the show, if you love the show, please give us a five-star rating and a few words of review on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us connect to more people and bring some of these lessons, frameworks, wisdoms out to more people to help them on their journey of connecting to themselves, connecting to others, and connecting to something deeper within their life. Furthermore, and even more importantly, please take some time and share a favorite episode with a loved one and create a conscious communication about it. Let it be an opportunity to deepen a relationship, deepen an intimacy with a loved one, if that's a friend, a partner, another loved one, a family member, and feed them a little bit, right? Like let your relationship with them go a little deeper instead of being, you know, superficial. Not that it's superficial, but use it as an opportunity. That's one thing that I teach for conscious relationship is when we can see that there is an opportunity to bring this connection deeper, right? Now, that doesn't mean every moment <laughs> is a time to go deep, <laughs> but to really pay attention. Oh, wow. Like, you know, my friend is feeling vulnerable right now, or I'm feeling vulnerable, or I notice that there might be something on their mind or on my mind, or there might be a situation that we share that could be a place to learn and grow from. So important. So take those words as you wish and share some of these ideas and frameworks with people in your life. And if you're looking to go even deeper into that in your own journey, then reach out to me for your first free discovery session. And we can talk about going on a coaching journey together. And this is a way to create more relational awareness, self-awareness, relational empowerment, and self-empowerment in your life, within your own self, within your purpose, within your service to this world. And of course, in relationships, especially your most important relationships. If that rings true to you, if you feel like there might be a roadblock, there might be an opportunity in your life right now, and maybe an opening, a synchronicity to go a little bit deeper into yourself and your relationship to others, please reach out, take advantage of this time, and we can go deeper in, and I can apply some of my knowledge and wisdom and some of these frameworks to your specific journey and hold you accountable over time so that true growth and exploration happens. And this is for individuals and also for couples and dyads. And also, if you're in the Northeast, I am doing a special emotional intelligence and conscious communication immersion at sunny, beautiful Bradley Beach, New Jersey at Ohana Rising Yoga Studio. That is October 14th, and this is a way to meet in person in conscious community with other people and learn and practice tools for yourself, for your relationships, for your partnership, for work, for family, for friends that can help you create deeper understanding of who you are and what's happening within your own emotional landscape, apply some of those ideas and realizations to your relationship to yourself and others, and learn more conscious communication that can create the ability for you to stand in your own authenticity and truth 
end, be in deep connection and authentic connection to others. That and so much more. Check out the show notes below for all the details. I'd love to see you by the seashore, or as we say it, by the shore on the East Coast in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, October 14th for this transformational immersion of self and relational growth and awareness. Having said all that, let's dive into today's solo podcast episode. It's a rainy day in the East Coast. I'm currently in Philadelphia and feeling a little under the weather, just slightly, but regardless, happy to be here and happy to be talking, happy to be on the podcast today and sharing. I'm feeling very grateful for that opportunity and also feeling a little self-reflective because of that weather. Um, feeling a little more inward, a little bit more, yeah, reckoning with my inner landscape and also reckoning with the past, the present, the possible future. Being in this state of mind, a state of heart, this sort of softness, this reflectiveness, uh, I was thinking back to, wow, there's some things I've learned about relationship, if that's by being in relationship to my to my loved ones, my partner, my family, my friends, and through studying relationship as my profession, that, wow, I, I just wish that I knew back then, right? That I, some things I know now, I wish I could have known that a little bit more clearly. So I was thinking, what better opportunity than to share some of those with you? And I think this is going to be a two-part series. I'm going to share some right now, and then we're going to go uh, even deeper because there's quite a bit and share some more on a next solo podcast episode. So take a seat, or if you're not able to take a seat, take a walk wherever you're at. And just tune in and, and you can go back to the podcast and perhaps write some of these down so that you can remember them and perhaps they can be of service to your life and your relationships. Now, a real simple one, and this is more in relation to romantic relationships, or it could also be connected to any deep relationship, is that no one person will ever be a panacea to all my pains. And this means that you know we go through struggle in life and oftentimes we might start to live out a fantasy that if I meet a certain person, if I get into a certain relationship, then things will be okay. All the issues that I might be dealing with, all the pains, all the previous relationship pains will go away. And actually, a lot of this goes back to family of origin patterns. We might feel like there's some stuff that occurred to us, some patterns, some hurts, some struggles that we don't want anymore, which is very intelligent. And sometimes we might unconsciously desire, well, if I get in a relationship with the right person, that will all be solved. And unfortunately or not, that is not the case. Although the case is the person might not be a panacea, but what that person brings up in you, what they trigger in you, what they evoke in you, actually through your own self-work and self-reflection and work in relationship could end up being a panacea of sorts to your pains and the patterns that are creating those pains. So that's the, the beautiful irony of this realization. And this thing that I know about relationships is the person is not going to be the panacea, but what comes up in relationship, if we see it as an opportunity, can be. And that leads me to the next thing that I wish I knew that I know now. And this is the, the fact that there is no perfect person. This kind of correlates to the, the previous realization. And so there's no perfect person that's going to check every single box. Now, especially this is in relation to partnership, that there's not going to be a person that's perfect and that they do all the things 
in a way that I wish they could do them or would do them. And they do things in a way that I like and I would do. No one is going to be that. So if you're in a relationship and you're struggling, please don't jump to the conclusion. I mean, of course, outside of something abusive, please don't jump to the conclusion that, well, there's going to be someone else out there who is actually going to be perfect. And I'm not going to have to worry about this crap, this struggle, if I'm with them. All of us are going to have things and stuff. And I don't love this term, but we'll say baggage. Furthermore, our difference is where the growth lies. Our differences, the things that are with another personnel, we don't, they, they can't be so intense and so derailing that they don't allow us to grow and also connect with someone else. But really our differences allow us to grow. They are ways to complement each other. There are ways to bring out parts of ourselves that we don't see, reckon with some of our patterns, as I talked about in the first point. And so at the end of the day, if there was a perfect person, quote unquote, with my awareness, I actually wouldn't want that partner. I wouldn't want that friend or loved one because the difference in some of the areas where we butt heads is this fertile space of growth. That's my perspective. And that's the one that I'm going to put forward in this podcast over and over again. Of course, with the caveat, as some differences are recon irreconcilable. And if there's any difference that is hurt, really hurtful, is abusive, that is not a green flag. That is not something that will help growth. The only way it will actually help growth is that we move away from it and reflect more upon what was the dynamic that brought us into that relationship and to gain some empowerment through that self-work processing and reflection. All right, moving on. When I betray myself in a relationship, eventually I'm also betraying the relationship. Okay, so sometimes we get into relationships and unconsciously or consciously, we might think I have to betray myself here. I need to push down something that's important to me or a part of myself or a vision of the, of the world or of life or desire in order to connect with this other person, in order to preserve our partnership or our relationship, if it's a friendship, family. Now, that happens to us all at certain times. And I would say to start to become more aware of that, of when that's happening. Because at the end of the day, if you're pushing down a part of yourself to connect, it will eventually come back to bite you and the partnership or relationship in the ass. Because that part of you you're pushing down, you're betraying, can't just go away. It's going to need to be expressed and validated. And so better to be honest with it early on instead of pushing it down for the relationship and then later on it derailing the relationship because it's coming out sideways. So again, when you betray yourself from a relationship, you might think it's helping you connect, but eventually it's also going to hurt and betray the relationship itself. If you're looking to dive deep into your possibility for 2023, if you are looking to remove some of the roadblocks that are coming up for you in your life right now, that you're starting to take notice of, if it's in your purpose, within your career, within your relationships, within your most intimate relationships, or your relationship to your own self, take the time today to reach out to me for your first free 30-minute coaching session, and we can dive in, or at least dip on in, into the possibility of what's next for you, so that you can make 2023 and beyond a space of deeper healing, deeper empowerment, deeper self-discovery, deeper self-awareness. And if you're in relationship, much deeper potential and possibility, connecting, loving, building something strong 
with your most loved ones. All right, the next one, which I think if we're numbering these, is number four. Conflict with others is inevitable, and this is in any relationship, partnership, friendship, family. A healthy, strong, long-lasting relationship is not created from the absence of conflict, but rather from the ability and willingness to learn the tools to work through conflict. To have the idea that I want a relationship with no conflict, no ruptures, no fights is a fantasy. And just like the previous recommendation here or awareness, the realization that I've had, if you had that, you probably wouldn't want to be in it. Just like that perfect person. If you had a relationship that was free of conflict, most likely there would be no growth. Most likely there would be no dynamism. There would be no interest. There would be no passion. There would be no polarity. So conflict is essential. Too much conflict, of course, is not going to be healthy to a relationship because it's going to compromise coming together. And as the, the Gottmans famously said, we're looking to be 70% of the time connected. So 30% of the time, there might be rupture and conflict and difference. And furthermore, learning to navigate conflict more masterfully, like if you decide to work with me, I do a lot of teaching and coaching on how to navigate difference and conflict in relationship. Not only does it help the relationship get stronger, help bring you together, but it is another powerful, fertile place to grow. It's actually productive. It's kind of like when we cut down plants to stimulate their growth, or as the Native Americans did, burning down parts of forest to stimulate growth in the forest. That energy, right, of destruction or tumultuousness when navigated consciously, because those people, say the Native Americans were doing that consciously, can bring a lot of literal and in relationship, figurative growth in our lives individually and together in friendship and partnership, et cetera. Conflict, it's going to happen and it can be a good thing for connection, health, and growth. When navigated consciously with empowering tools, guidance, and frameworks. Moving on, I think this is number five. The deeper and more consistently I learn about and take responsibility for my own patterns, the deeper my relationship with others can go. So I love this because this is sort of the, the mirror, like what is internal is external, what is below is above. This is the idea that when we can take responsibility for our own awareness of ourself, how we do relationship, how we do relationship with our own self, right? like self-relationship, the patterns that we've taken on from our family of origin, the patterns we developed because of previous relationships, the desires, the shadow sides of who we are, if that's the shadow side in a sexual sense, if that's a set shadow side in another emotional sense, the more that we become aware of them and shed light onto them, the deeper we know ourselves. And then we have the capacity to go deeper in relationship with others. If we don't, we will not have that capacity straight up. If you want deep relationships, this is the way to facilitate them. It is a necessity that you create a deep relationship with your own self in order to do so. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to get real, real deep in your relationship with your own self, and then you're worthy of a deep relationship. No, the two can happen simultaneously, right? So if you're in a partnership, you can encourage yourself, and I would say advocate for your partner to go deep into their relationship to their own selves, and you go deep into the relationship with your own self. And then notice, watch how beautifully that deepens the 
relationship between the two of you, friends, family, partners, etc. Moving on to the next one, which I think is number six. Relationships are not a static landing place or something that we find, quote unquote, or win. Rather, they are a dynamic story that takes on many chapters over time. And all of them are important, right? Not just the, the happy ones or the ones that we romanticize. All chapters, including loss, change, rebirth, and ending. Sometimes we might get stuck in expecting a relationship to stay the same, or we become attached to the idea of how we relate to others as being this way or having to look this way. But ironically, this actually encourages us, this actually facilitates us to lose our ability to open up to where our relationships are right here, right now. And lost and change and shift is part of being where we are right here, right now in a relationship. It is part, it is relational. And we also miss out on how the shifts, the change, the loss, et cetera, how they're asking us to grow personally and interpersonally. We don't win, we don't get, we're not at a static point when we are in relationship with someone. It is always shifting and changing. And furthermore, it's not getting, it's not owning another person. It's understanding that we are on a part of our self journey, walking hand in hand with someone else for a time, not forever. And that walk can look different. It can feel different. It can seem like the surrounding landscape in that walk is very different. So it's important to remember that relationships and the ways that we relate to others and our own self are not like a finish line. They're not a fixed point. They're not the end, right? It's not like we have this idea of, going to get that person or that partnership and boom, like everything is happy ever after another fantasy. Rather, they're like ever shifting mirrors that are asking us and challenging us to ever expand our patterns and possibility of how we connect to ourselves, to others and to something greater. And they're going to show those mirrors. They're going to show us different parts of ourself over time. This is a really important idea because sometimes we get stuck thinking my relationship and how I relate to someone else has to stay this way. We get attached to a pattern that was successful at one point, a way we navigated the world, maybe in community or in work or with others that was successful and it starts to change, which is inevitable. And instead of noticing how the change and shift is asking us to grow and the mirror of the relationship is asking us to grow and how it's shifting, we might double down in desiring to hold onto something that is no longer or to hold on to something that if we hold onto is going to keep us stuck in many other aspects of ourself. And a corollary to this is the next recommendation, whatever number we're on, maybe it's number seven. Relationships are just as much about learning deeply about my own self as they are about learning another person. Right. This is something we could talk about as like the, the grand idea of this whole podcast. If you've noticed that relationships are actually these mirrors that I just talked about. And they are asking me to continually learn more about myself. And actually explicitly when I react to something external with another person to remember to look at my own self first. Where am I accountable here? Or what is this showing me about me and my desire, my pattern, my projection? So exciting and so important. All right. And then our final tip for this first part of the things that I wish I knew about relationships that I know now is that infatuation is not the same as love. 
So our infatuation with someone, meaning real love requires commitment and work and investment over time. Infatuation usually comes from another impulse of projecting something on another person that is maybe in a fantasy going to satisfy some desire or some something missing within our own selves. But real love pushes past, breaks open infatuation because real love sobers us to see, oh, I can really desire this person. I can love this person. I can be attracted to this person. But love is asking me to go even deeper than that, to go into some of the things we talked about today, to go into our differences, to go into the things that push away infatuation and actually might make us feel the di different than infatuated, might make us feel repelled by the other person. But to explore those things and to let them bring us to a deeper sense of ourselves and growth in relationship. Infatuation can happen in the beginning of a relationship for sure. It can help us get connected biologically, but it is not the stuff of a long-term loving relationship. Eventually it has to fade and that's when real love blossoms. And it's the same thing with lust. Lust is not the same as love. In a romantic relationship, sometimes lust for another person can bring us together initially, right? It can give us this, just like infatuation, right? It can give us this desire, this romanticization about wanting to be with this other person. But once we get there and get connected, the real work happens. Lust itself and infatuation itself, they are different energies. And if just seen on their own as equal to love, we'll be disappointed, frankly. And we'll also get into relationships and situations that will not be very healthy or life-giving. But when we can see them as an element of love or a way that we can open ourselves up or connect to someone over time long enough to reach the work of love, that's a much better way to frame infatuation and lust and to practice noticing the difference. Well, I hope some of these were helpful for you today. And thanks for spending time as always looking forward to the next episode. The solo episode will be some more of these frameworks, ideas, realization, tidbits, et cetera, that can help you in all your relationships. If that's your relationship to yourself, your partner, your friends, your other loved ones, your family, and as always your relationship to this deeper possibility within yourself and within others and within this world. Thanks so much for being here. I would love to connect with you one-on-one -on -one or as a couple and be of resource during this season of your life as the seasons change. And to give you more possibility, more awareness, more practices, more tools, and much more accountability than maybe you might give yourself to your own devices so that you can allow the season to be one of growth and not of one of stagnancy. Thanks again for being here and taking some time to connect deeper to your own self to others and to something greater. Take a lesson from this podcast and bring it into your life today. Share it with a loved one. Peace.